What's up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another episode of Sheepdog Nation with your host, me, Autumn Clifford. Um, I want to welcome you if you are brand new to me. I am a former police officer. I was injured uh, on duty. I've been a police officer since I've been 20 years old. I'm now marrying a state trooper. And I have blood no i have blue in my blood <laughs> and uh, in this podcast i'm going to be bringing you the heat like i always do it's a really good idea for you to if you are around children or you are in public make sure you have headphones on because i do swear and i am bringing the truth bombs okay um i really wanted to just kind of really extend a hand or reach out and 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 just sincere gratitude um our podcast is fairly new. We're about five weeks old um, today and uh, we've had over 1,700 downloads and I am completely blown away by um, by your support. And so I just want to thank you. Uh, thank you for that. But I also want to ask you to keep keep doing it because it's working. We're spreading the word. I've get, I get officers who reach out to me all the time, spouses, um, police, uh, people who want to become officers and um, it's been a really fun and exciting journey that has been it's new but it's it's new for me to be having a podcast but you know it is not new for me to be supporting law enforcement and being the voice behind the badge right the voice that you guys on duty can't exactly say because you're you know you're working but I can say it and I say everything I possibly can um I'm just going to remind you that if you haven't yet given this a review on iTunes, I'd highly recommend, like not highly recommend it. I'm highly asking you. (laughs) I really, really appreciate it if you would. Um, And uh, share this out with at least, you know, one, one cop or, you know, somebody who needs to hear this just, you know, one time on your social media handle is just huge. You know, it's just so huge. And and then, uh, you know, the word spreads and you're helping me out big time because um, I put a lot into what I do for Sheepdog Nation. Um, and so your support is means everything to me. Um, this week, what we're going to be talking about, honestly, I don't really have a whole subject. I'm going to be talking about a bunch of different things. I'm going to really be giving you my thoughts. So this this is really getting inside of Autumn's head. Um, this episode is really getting inside of my head. Um, I want to talk about a couple of different things that have been brought up to me by um, officers and um, and some of my own experiences and some of my own things that I have going on. And um, I, I think it's going to be very beneficial for you, especially uh, police officers and future police officers. Um, it's going to be very beneficial. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you about like surviving your shift, Okay the mindset behind surviving your shift. Um, you know, our world is getting more and more and more dangerous every single day. And um, I don't know if we are always prepared for it. I think sometimes, you know, we get a little uh, lax in our in our gigs. And, and honestly, like, I know, I also know it's a it's like a, um, it's a coping mechanism, right? Because it's like, if we you know, spend 25 years of our careers, right? And we act like we're in a war zone for 25 years, like we're not going to be in good shape. And um, so I get it. But here's, here's the thing with that is that, you know, doing things the way that we've always done things and doing them because they've worked, you know, 10 times in the past 
and doing them again even though we know it's a it's a very bad situation and we know that we were not trained to do this um is getting us killed and it's you know, it, it hurts so much when we lose brothers and sisters, you know, in the line of duty, um, especially when it could be stopped, right? And um, of course, you know, you know, we lose so many officers across the country every single day and, and it's awful. And I know it, you can think of some situation, I'm sure, in your head that you'd be able to relate this to. Um, So when you're out on patrol, I really want you to be thinking about this. Have this in the front of your head, not the back of your head. You know, ask yourself, like, how how am I getting lax? Like, how am I getting comfortable in this job? And like, how am I getting comfortable in my routine? And do I have a routine? I'll tell you this right now. A lot of the veteran officers have a routine and a routine was what will get you killed. I've, I know officers, they've been doing this job for a long fucking time and they're still working the road. And guess what? They what, what do they do? They get out of briefing, they go to the bathroom, and then after the bathroom, they get on the computer. After the computer, they get in their patrol car, then they go and they go get a coffee, then they go take a stroll around their patrol district, right? And then they go and they go to the store and they go talk to the store owner and they go and they have their spots, right, where they go or they might go someplace and just, you know, type, start typing reports or, you know, they might go and every single day at nine o'clock they're running traffic on high street right just but it's every single day and it's all the time and it's very routine and I gotta tell you guys something kind of scary is that you know I was watching I was watching a a cop episode and, and then I was listening to an interview and um they were talking about how like criminals study us in fact when I was on the road I was working with a with a, an informant and she told me that these criminals who were drug dealers, they would hire her to study us. She goes, I knew everything that you guys were doing. I knew what you were like. I knew when you came into shift. I knew what you were driving when you came into shift. I know what you look like off duty. I know what you look like on duty. I know everything about you because they that was my job. That was my sole job, literally 40 plus hours a week to study the police officers. And that's and. And I want you to let that sink in. Like that's that's fucking scary. Like it's fucking scary, and it's real. It's not just what you see on fucking CSI, Las Vegas. You know what I mean? Or CSI Miami. I mean, it's it's true. This 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 shit's happening, and you know, so many people and officers, but people too in general. Oh no, that's fake. It doesn't really happen. There's no gangs around here. There's no drug dealers around here. Like, and I'm telling you right now, it there is. And I guarantee that there are around you. And if your head is in the sand, you're going to get killed or you're going to get somebody else killed. So when you're on patrol, be thinking about this. Like, how are you? In, how can you not be in a routine? Like, I can tell you, I'm about, I do not have a routine. And like, it kills Adam. That's one thing about Adam that kills me. But like, when I was on FTO, my FTO pounded that into my head. He was like, listen, we have no fucking routine ever. And, like, I do believe structure is very important. Like, I have a list of things that I need to get done. And I always had a list of things on patrol that had to get done, right? Like, for sometime throughout my shift, I would, you know, do vehicle maintenance. And then I would wash my car. And I would, you know, do this and do that and check here and check there. But it was never the same time. 
um, or around the same time, it was always different. And, you know, he taught me that because that was like a survival mechanism so that nobody could get to know what my routine was and could get to know, you know, what I liked and, and all this stuff because then it becomes personal and you don't you don't want to be any more of a target than you already are. Like, let's face it, Sheepdog Nation, we're literally walking targets. And if people want to kill us, it's not that hard to kill a cop nowadays, you know, but why not make it more difficult for them than it you know than it needs to be than it is like let's make it more difficult for them to kill us like that's the way that I see it so you know if you're on you know patrol tonight or today and you're listening to this I really want you to just take a step back like all right like I know I have my lunch and maybe you have to have your lunch every day a set time but like you don't have to go to the same places all the time you know try to see what you can vary up and and try to try to vary your routine and and people will notice and it'll be good because that's what you want you want to keep people on their toes right you know the another thing that I wanted to talk with you about is um I wanted to talk with you about like what you're doing in your spare time and how that's going to translate um to you when you are out of the job and I know if you're if you're a younger officer you're like oh no I got you know another 20 years 25 23 years and I'm never getting out of the job and you know it's the best thing in the world and and um and it is, it's a fucking cool job. But what I do know is that it's a very easy, it's a job that you get very easily burnt out if you're on, if you're on the road all the time, if you're on the front lines all the time, like you're going to get burnt out. Um, you know, if you aren't taken off and put into some sort of specialty, it, it, you're going to get burnt out. And um, the thing that is going to save you is going to be um, knowing who you are beyond the badge. And that I will tell you that is one thing I do. There's um, a couple of people I follow on Instagram and they do know who they are beyond the badge. And I do, I do really admire that um, because so many times like you just see people like on Instagram and everywhere else like I'm a cop, like everything's cop, cop, cop. And like, I'm not going to lie, like I'm marrying a state trooper. I, you know, I was a cop for fucking six years and like that is our life like we have a canine he lives with us like our our lives are very police oriented right and and now my you know my business is supporting sheepdog nation and so like we're very like caught people right (laughs) uh no pun intended but you know i have a lot of conversations with adam about like really focusing on not losing who we are because i did I lost who I was, he lost who he was, and it caused issues. It just caused him and I issues. Like, we, you know, we would just get burnt out, and then we'd be really angry. And then because we were burnt out, our performance on the road just wasn't as good as it should have been. And we weren't excited about different things. And then guess what happens? When you're not excited and your performance isn't as good, and then you've got all these hot calls, you start getting lax. You start getting a little bit, like, lazy and I don't mean to call you lazy because I'm not trying to offend you but like we do like we we literally try we start cutting corners because we're fucking smoked right and that shit my friends that'll get you killed okay and um I don't want that you know I'm so sick and fucking tired of losing my family my blue family and that leads me into something another question that I really really need want to talk with you about um I'm sorry I'm all over the place but you're getting a chance to be in my head today and so you're really getting to know me up close and personal. So <laughs> um, I hope you don't mind. But 
something I want to talk with you about is the brotherhood. Now, obviously, it's a brother and a sisterhood. I'm not sexist, clearly. I fucking run up um, the lady sheepdog movement, which is all about, you know, uh, teaching women how to be squared away in respected police officers. Um, I'm, I don't, you know, I, I really fully believe, you know, in a brother and sisterhood. I just don't call it that. Um, I call it the brotherhood. Pretty old school. I was trained by old school cops. I was trained by the old school vets, veterans, you know, like old fucking school guys who didn't give a fuck you know, like, did not give a fuck, they did real police work, and I miss, you know, I miss being with them, and I wish police work was that way, and maybe somebody here listening might uh, remember those days, I remember, I remember one of those guys, I'm kind of going on a rant, but I'm just going to tell you about it, because it was one of my favorite stories, is he was telling me how he, they got, they kept, they got called to, like, a loud party, and this guy was, like, an asshole, a wicked asshole, so him and his partner, like knew what his vehicle was and they went and they fucking jumped on the hood and jumped on jumped on all of it and they fucking busted the the car all the shit because he was a fucking douchebag to him and it was fucking awesome and i'm like man like ah oh, the good old days right you know and um you know we didn't they didn't get in trouble for too much and so <laughs> maybe they ruined it for us i don't know but i'd still like to go back and do police work then um but you know i really want to talk to you about the brotherhood like, is this still there? Do we still have it? The, like, what do you think? I posted that in my Facebook group, my private sheepdog Facebook group. You're welcome to come in. And I didn't get a lot of answers. I think a lot of people are kind of like, Ugh, you know, like, of course, you work in the job, so you have to be careful. And I get that. Um, you know, but it's something that I, I really want to talk about. Um, because it's it's something that is so near and dear to my heart. And... Um, it, and it's so refreshing when you hang out with, like, another officer who who's truly just like you and is, like, a cop's cop. Like, I, I consider myself a cop's cop. I don't fuck anyone over. Um, in fact, you know what I did do is that before I left my agency, I saw to it that uh, they changed their policy and allowed our officers to wear external vests. And so some of the very guys who was literally talking so much shit behind my back uh, because I did get her on duty. I actually got them external vest carriers. And when I went and picked up my shit, I fucking, I stuck it right to them. And I was like, hey guys, fucking nice vest. I got it for you, right? So that's another little rant. But anyways, you know, we just, I don't know. I just, I just, is the brotherhood still alive? You know, it's nice to hang out with guys and girls who, who is a cop's cop, you know, who doesn't, who's not looking to fuck everyone over, who's not looking to fuck you over to get ahead, who's really looking to get ahead just based off their old, like, solid work, you know, and they understand that sometimes real police work has to happen. Like, it just does. Like, we have to say some things that are not, you know, politically correct sometimes, and it's hard, but like, you, you just have to understand. Like, that's police work. You, you have to. Sometimes you have to swear at somebody for them to understand your language, and yeah, it might, you know, might violate the SOPs, but it's the truth, right? Like, we got to do it. We got to get it done, and, you know, we have so many people that are just so quick to fuck us over and run right up and tell fucking this one and that one nowadays, and my question is, is why my question is why like why are we so close like why do we just want to go and like fuck each other over and you know why do we want to do that and um and honestly the only answer that i can come up with is um 
because we're scared. Everyone's scared, starting with the head, the head of the agency, because they're afraid of, you know, the government politics above them, you know, cutting jobs, cutting resources. So what are they going to do? They're going to walk on eggshells and they're going to make sure that, you know, they're politically correct and they're saying all the right things and that they're well liked. And so what happens? So what happens is when other people below them step on their dicks and do shit that is not politically becoming, right? Um, then they get they get their asses handed to them, you know? And, and so we've really instilled this fearful mindset in our officers um, in all of the ranks. And so I think that that's really what's happened. Um, kind of answering my own question because, of course, you're not able to talk back to me right now. But I really feel like this is it. And so... I want you, I'm going to leave you with this, this thought, because you're going to hear me talk about this a lot. The brother and sisterhood mean the most to me because at the end of the day, you guys, we are all we have, okay? And I'm someone who can't shut her mouth um, when I'm very passionate about something. And I am extremely passionate about law enforcement and I am extremely passionate about the brother and sisterhood. I'm not saying like a corrupt brother and sisterhood. I'm just saying we take care of one another because everyone else out in the world seems to be ready to fuck us over. And so if we don't take care of one another, who will? Okay. And I can tell you that being out of the job and like being on Instagram and and conducting business, even on Instagram, I've just seen like these fucking people who say they're in law enforcement and, and, and like, clearly you can go on my Instagram and you'll see pictures of me in uniform. Like, yeah, I was a cop. Like, fucking listen to me talk and you'll be able to know, you know, you can always pick out a bullshitter fucking fast. And, uh, you know, I'm not one. And, but you know you so you trust these fucking people on Instagram with like bigger accounts and like you're paying them to help you out or whatever and and then they fuck you over and you're like dude like you're a cop I'm a cop like what the fuck are you doing like what what are you doing now and I know at the end of the day business is business but I'll tell you the first time that happened to me it fucking it set me back a good week I was fucking devastated because I'm like, dude, I would never do that. I wouldn't do that to anybody anyway, but like, I would never fuck over a cop for anything. And, um, ah, just fucking, oh, <laughs> as you can see, like, that's my feeling. So let's bring the brotherhood and sisterhood back. Okay. And, um, I want you to come in, come onto my Instagram. You're going to see a post. It's going to be up. And I want, I want to hear what your thoughts are about brother and sisterhood. If you've made it all the way here to the end, you're a motherfucking rock star. You are a fucking she- badass sheepdog. And um, I'm so glad to have you here. If you made it here, maybe this, maybe this episode meant something to you and you can share it out. But I want you to come onto my Instagram and I really want you to share your thoughts. Let me know. If you feel like you can't do it publicly, DM me. I want, this is a discussion. I want to know how we can change this. Like We need to change the game, you guys. We need to change... And, you know, maybe you've made some mistakes. Maybe you've done some stupid shit. And, you know, we all have done some stupid shit. But, like, let's change. Like, let's not let this be, you know, who we are. And let's not let law enforcement keep going down this fucking, it's awful turmoil, you know, of a rat hole where, you know, we're just out to fuck everyone over, you know, including our brothers and our sisters who we, you know, we said that we'd protect and that we would take a bullet for. So, um. I just want to let everyone know also on another note is that I officially opened up the doors to the Lady Sheepdog Academy. Um, you heard me talk about the Lady Sheepdog movement. It is 
massive. It is going to be life-changing. This is the first nationwide um, program of its kind. It's literally taking women step-by-step through every aspect of the job from pre- police officer to going through the, you know, the process to being a cop, you know, everything you need to know to get in the job and to be, you know, a well-respected squared away female. Because at the end of the day, we have a lot of females who don't, and males who don't belong in the job. And in my, in my opinion, my job is to, um, make sure that, you know, the women coming in are squared away and that they can handle themselves and that they are good backup. And then, you know, in turn, hopefully they can be good leaders of, you know, the police department someday. And, um, and so this movement is really going to be changing the game. And uh, the best part is, is it's free right now. Uh, for a very limited time, I'm allowing like a free seven-day scholarship. So if you want to come in, the link's going to be right uh, around this podcast. <clears throat> At least I know positively it's going to be in my um, Instagram. So check out check out the link. Get in if you're a female. You know, if you know a female who could use it, it's free for seven days. Seriously, there's no risks. Uh, but I know that once you take it, you're not going to want to leave it. Um, and that it's only 27 bucks after that. So it, it, like, listen, all heart. <laughs> Definitely all heart up in here. Um, anyways, I wanted to thank you again for being here. Share this out. If you haven't reviewed me, Give the Sheepdog Nation a review. I'd appreciate it. Um, if you have, you know, I've been getting, I know I told you I'll let you go. Hang on. But um, I've been getting a lot of messages and like a lot of people, cops like messaging me and they're like, Autumn, listen, like we need more shows than just once a week. Like this is not enough. So what I want you to do is I want you to reach out to me and I want you to um, let me know what you want to hear. I've already got some awesome messages, got some great ideas, but I want to know what you want to hear because I'm going to keep coming with my, you know, in Autumn's head kind of stuff. But um, I also want, I also want to hear, I want to know what's going on on the streets. I want to know what you want to hear. So let a sister know. All right. And I'll see you next time.